Welcome, this is TV Donut. I'm Piers Ray. Here with me, my intrepid co-host, Hannah Davies. Hello! And Saskia Werner. Hi! Hi, guys. If you have never listened to TV Donut before, let me give you the rundown. So, we select shows at random from Hannah's magical spreadsheet that she so made magical. herself. Stop so calling it magical. it herself. It is it's, magical. It's led us to some amazing things, including this show, which I, you know, made happen. You did. This was all you. You really let us hear. This might be the second one in a row I've cheated on to get what I want. I'm going to jump That's, out ahead of it. No, there watched... was no cheating. That was some miraculous. That Pierce Ray, under that number. It had to be. Well, and I nearly didn't say it because I didn't think it was. Guys, go back and listen to our last episode. See the drama unfold. There was live. no cheating. Oh, the there office. was no cheating, it was but it, was, it happened. Yeah. So we watched Psych. And here on TV Donut, we watch the pilot, we watch the finale, and we try to figure out what happened in the middle. Except this time, we were super lazy, because the pilot is actually an hour and a half long, and it's before Christmas, we all have <laughs> functions to attend and shopping to do, so we just skipped over to the second episode. And the show is a procedural. Which, uh, I'm really glad we did, because it was yes. edited by a dear friend of Saskia and I's, so... Really? Saskia, who was this editor? A Vancouver local, Alan Lee. My God. Mm-hmm. Wait, oh, Alan. 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 Dear friend. Alan. Okay. He's a good friend. Yeah. I hope you're listening. He well, did a great job. He did do an amazing job. Yes. And the last episode that we watched, the finale, was uh, edited by Gordon Rempel, who's another editor that we sort of know. So this was a Vancouver production? Heck yes. It looks like Vancouver. All eight seasons, all 121 episodes, and a movie. In case you can't tell, I'm a psycho. Is that that what the fans call themselves? I'm a huge fucking fan. I started watching the show because of Dulé, because I, I loved him on West Wing, and I followed him to the next thing he did, which was this, basically the year after West Wing was over. Huh. And I Woo-hoo! became a huge James Roday fan um, yes. by watching this show. He's very endearing. I he became becomes a fan of both of them. More and more involved in the show and producing and writing, and, and they both do as, as the seasons go on. I will say, in my opinion, it gets funnier and smarter and funnier and smarter, and you just keep thinking, oh my god, like, can they give me more of what I want? Yeah. And then the last season or two is kind of like, they're still hanging on, but it's not the best episodes, but... That's okay. And you get to two, three, four, they're so great, and there's so many huge fan episodes around. Like, you can tell just by watching these two how much they love movies, how much they love TV, and they will bring anyone in that will come and party with them, and it's a lot of people, so it's really cool. We also, like, watched the Twin Peaks episode from season five. Yes. Which shows you what they can do when they want to do something weird. And their obsession with... Like you said, TV and film. Like, it comes yeah. up in a couple of these it's in the second one we watched as well, right? The best. Well, yeah, he's trying to f- decide what movie they're in, too, right? And are those... I knew some of them. Were they all real movies they're referencing? Because there's some obscure horror movies in there. Yeah, who knows? All right, should we talk about... Uh, Spelling Bee? Yes. Which is spelled wrong. Yeah. Which is hilarious. The titles of all of their episodes are great. <laughs> Uh, when what begins as a little competitive sabotage in a regional spelling bee quickly escalates to murder, Sean and Gus must investigate the mysterious death of the spellmaster at the regional spelling bee. Mm-hmm. So like we said, this is season one, episode two. It aired on the USA Network in July of 2006. I just want to point out the Simpsons recently claimed the USA Network is fake and that all their shows are only billboards. 
that's just a joke, obviously, but right. it's not true. I've watched many of them, including this one. I would watch more of this show. I, yes. I just want to say this now. It's amazing. It was. It's another one that I should be watching on a loop because it brings me nothing but joy. Yay! It's a very. It reminds me of like a Michael Schur show because it it's very such upbeat. a good Steve Franks who created it. We've slacked lately about talking about creators and writers, but uh, he's pretty great. Yeah, pretty great. And I love. I the good thing that you know uh, Juliet's not in the pilot. It's a different actress. And ah. then yeah. she was replaced. It's Anne Dudek, who's from House, and she's been in a million things, a few things we've watched, I think. And she's great. But uh, these two ended up together in real life and are now married. Are you serious? Yeah. That's fantastic. Yes. Oh. Yeah. And it's funny because I never cared for their chemistry on screen. I always kind of thought that they didn't totally uh, fit together. And I yet like they it. fell they in love. It. In this episode, they're great. Yeah. Yeah. I feel having seen the Twin Peaks episode. Yes, where Which they I are did not see. finally together. To That's how it takes them five seasons. I like, was like, wow, okay. They're finally a couple. In, but, season, in season five, episode 12, they have finally God. just gotten together. They really feel like best friends. Oh, they That's are what best I like friends. about their romance. And she supports him, even though he always goes off on these insane tangents. And Lassie, or Lassit, Carlton Lassiter, played by the amazing um, star of Deadwood, whose name I don't know. Yes. Um, like, just can't stand Sean and thinks he's a f- bullshit. I have a question. Like, in the second episode, they basically have totally... Like, they don't even try to hide that the psychic stuff is fake. Yes. Right? With the cops, he's just, he'll always do this thing where he's like, Oh, oh I'm having a vision. Uh, it's yeah. all these clues and ideas in a row. He's definitely not even sort of psychic. He's just very observant. Yes. Because he uh, grew up with a cop as a father, who's also like a control freak, um, you know, like... Perfectionist. Thank you. That's yeah. the word I was looking for. Exactly. So he's got those kind of skills that you know kids who grow up in stressful houses have, which is to like notice things all the time, just to in case. Stay out of trouble and exactly. to head it off at the past. And he uses it to his advantage, like in this first scene, to flirt with Juliet. Right? He yeah. just like walks in the diner. She's taking his chair, and uh, he's just like, "Oh, so your parents are still married?" and like, what else does he say about her? Oh, that she has cats, because she has cat hair on her Two cats, shoes. knows the <laughs> colors, what their behavior is. Yeah, I don't think she even has cats. I can't remember that. Uh, yes, and then totally works on her, and, like, then he notices that, you know, oh, she's a cop, she's sitting in a certain place for a certain reason, and She's then watching this tough guy. This guy walks in who obviously looks sketchy, and then the other cops come in, and he even notices when she pulls her gun that that's the first time she's had to do that, and that's, like... That's what kind of gets her. Is like, oh, okay. He's a great character. Yeah, I mean, they all are. But I love we everyone. Say his on name the show. is Sean. Yes, yeah, sorry, Sean, played by James Redhead. So what's up? I don't have time to talk. But you haven't heard what I'm going to say. See, now we've already talked more than I wanted to. Well, I did give you my seat, you know. I think that gets me one question. Listen. Diner guy. Sean. Sean. Flattered, really. Very often, I am happy to meet new people, but today, right here, right now, I can't talk. I understand. I do. What if I do the talking for both of us? Have at it. Do you mind if I read the paper and stare aimlessly out the window while you two talk? No. Can I get a name to work with? Juliet. Well, it's very nice to meet you, Juliet. It's nice to meet you, too, Sean. And I'm sorry about your seat. So, lunch is on me. Well, what do you do for a living? I do a little bit of everything. 
Oh, that sounds interesting. And maybe a little bit dangerous. Oh, I like your jacket. I like it. I like okay, it. can I stop you there? First off, in uh, your portrayal of me, I sound like I'm in the eighth grade. Well, in my portrayal of you, you only have an eighth grade education. <laughs> All right. Uh, smarten you up. Uh, college? Yeah? Top your class, graduate early. Got it. I'm new to town and I don't know many people. But I do know my cats. Two of them. The gray one is very affectionate. The white one makes me work much, much harder for the attention. And what about your family? My family is amazing. My parents have been together for, what is it, 30 years now? Okay, do we know each other? Yes. You were the girl who stole my seat. You're a cop. I'm not a cop. The paper, the vantage point, the layout, of course. You got defensive when scary guy walked in. You're totally a cop. Okay, Sean. I'm gonna need you to do me a favor. Name it. Duck. Please! Let me go. Get it up. And then we get the best theme song ever, which I think I've said probably at least 20 times in a hundred shows, but Love it. Uh, you probably notice again for the Twin Peaks one, they switched it up. So if it's a certain theme episode or something's going on, they'll completely change the tone of the theme song, but it's the same words. Yes. So the Twin Peaks one was like completely Twin Peaksy, and it was awesome. Saskia, you will not believe. I'm gonna watch how many references. It they was. I didn't to get. I so many of the jokes, and that's why I was hoping you guys would explain them. Even now, I was like, up the, so many jokes went over my head. I was like, I don't. Maybe we can watch it together, and then you can explain it to me. I would love to. To do that because they did some stuff in there very clever from a writing perspective where they like if you knew Twin Peaks the way they had set up characters or named them if you had the knowledge of the characters they're referencing it totally it's like red herrings it yeah. totally misdirects what you expect of the characters in that episode dang it yeah See, they I actually wish, do I, know what they're talking about we earlier watched something uh, for our, our other podcasts we watched Freaks and Geeks and they were talking about Welcome Back Cotter and they didn't know what they were talking about yeah so these guys, at least, they are oh, deep fans those. of this show. Huge, yeah, huge. they're like crazy. shots. They they have shots of fans for no reason. Everyone's crying all the time. It was beautiful. Mm. One of my <laughs> end scene. I didn't get anything in the end scene where everyone was walking in the diner and all that weird stuff was happening. Oh, that was. Oh I, yeah, yeah. They just that's just. It went like every reference from the show I was like, stuck into one I'm room. This oh, whole thing. But when he ate the pie, it was so great. Uh, yeah, so one of the things I love about this show is that they do a lot of flashbacks to, like, eight-year-old Gus and Sean. Yes. See that they've been friends basically their whole lives and that his dad's always been there being a dick to them. <laughs> and in this one, we see that Gus is in the spelling bee and he's struggling to spell a word. He looks at Sean and Sean mouths a letter to him, like, cheating. So he goes with the letter, it's wrong, and he loses the spelling bee. And then we flash into the present day where current Gus, the amazing Dulé Hill, is watching the spelling bee on TV until Sean walks in and he tries to deny that he was paying attention to it. What are you watching? Nothing. Is, is that Korean porn? Come on, man. It's the regional finals of the American spelling bee. What? Don't mock me. It's a huge event. Oh, I'm just... I'm shocked that you 
Didn't take the whole day off. It's on SportsCal 2 for your information. And it's hosted by Bud Collins. Really? Did they, did they bump the car washing championships for this? And is it over soon? Because I'd like to get back to the wood carving finals. Let's recap this morning's unexpected high drama. It's being held in Santa Barbara this year. Down at the Cabrillo. It's huge. Sold out. All the experts are shaking. I tried to get tickets, but you got to know somebody. Somebody lame. Dude, I can't believe you're watching that. I'm taping it. And I don't care what you think, Sean. I watch the B semis every year. Okay, for your sake and mine, stop giving the spelling bee hip little nicknames. For those of you who have just joined us, well, a bit of a shock. And a little sad, too. The heavy favorite has had a bad spell, and Brendan Vu is out. What? Boo hoo for Boo, bud. No way. Brendan Vu is out? Already? Okay, now you're just scaring me. Come on, Sean. He took second last year. Everybody knows that. No, Gus. Nobody knows that, except for Brendan and his mother. Okay. But that doesn't last very long. <laughs> it's crazy that this is the plot of the second episode, where one of our mains is flashing back to his own, like, failed spell. Like, yeah. It's, it's we so We barely adorable. know these guys. This is, like, the first thing we learn about them. Yeah, and very the true. best part is, like, uh, they often can't get the same kids because of their schedules or whatever. So it's like, it's not always the same <laughs> child version of them. Sometimes it's a different actor and That's they really don't funny. even comment on it. And then sometimes they put them all in together to make it a joke. Anyway, it's, yeah, it's really great. Working so, with kids. It's <laughs> well, always interesting. They're busy, you know? Yeah. So he tells him that the spelling bee is, oh, it's in Santa Barbara this year where we happen to be, but he couldn't get tickets. It's sold out. Um, and then they see this kid, Brendan, he's struggling, and he goes use his inhaler, which doesn't work, and then he screws up and gets out of the competition, even though he is one of the favorites, and Gus is, like, shocked that this is happening. Uh, so they get a call from the chief of police, uh, her name is Karen Vick, and they are asked to be on the case, and of course Gus is... This is what I don't understand. ...the most excited. Because he's obviously just like, I am a fraud, I'm a fraud, I'm just... But he's still good at this stuff. But he's not... Neither of them are police officers. They're not detectives. No. They're just licensed psychics? No, they're not anything. (laughs) Why are they getting called in? Right. So while we missed that pilot, basically they insert themselves. I don't remember why. And they solve a huge case, right? So, like, that's why they're getting in. Because it worked. So he's claiming to everyone that he is psychic. Mm -hmm. And that's how he's solving these things, right? Right. The chief... Uh, Karen, who's very pregnant, uh, doesn't know whether to believe him or not. I think she's had experiences in the past, like positive ones with psychics, which kind of lends her to to want to believe it. But she's also very kind of no-nonsense, you know, like Captain Cops are. So she's Mm -hmm. sort of on the fence. Lassiter, who's like the head man cop, is like, no fucking way. I don't know what you're doing, but whatever it is, it's a trick, and I hate you, and I want you as far away from me as possible. Right. Although we do see... (laughs) He's coming around on yeah. that by the end. Juliet uh, is just introduced in this episode, so you know how she feels about it. I mean, she it seems like she wants to believe him. I think that she sees that he's perceptive. I, I don't know if she believes he's a psychic uh, in this episode, yeah. right? Like, but she does see something. But she does say, like, you know, he was so sure that I, I tested the food later on in the scene after... He's claiming that, but yeah, he does like it's. You have to obviously suspend your disbelief because when he does these things like yelling out Chinese dish names, and they just deal with it, like it's like that. Obviously, in reality, that wouldn't not happen. Totally, and (laughs) it even comes into the. Gus knows obviously he's not psychic. His dad thinks he's full of shit. Um, 
but yeah, no one's actually has proof that he's not psychic. Right, but that's just the tone of the show, world of the show. Yeah, we just kind of roll with it. You just gotta pretend that the I'm totally on the board. The reality for that. of this would actually work out when <clears throat> it definitely wouldn't. Yeah, because that happens. I mean, that kind of logic does happen like later in the episode when he's saying names at the spelling words at the spelling bee. Yeah. And nobody... And yeah, like, yeah. they get away with a lot. Grocery list. Yeah, absolutely. And it's like, it's a comedy in a in a procedural format. Yeah. Kind of reminded me... Uh, James Rude kind of reminds me in his line readings of... Um, oh, my God. Firefly. Oh, Our yes. National Treasure. Please. Uh, Nathan is, Fillion. Thank you. Uh, Nathan yes. Fillion. I, and this all is, I could think of was Nathan Fillion. Uh. Yeah, it's a very Castle show. The Mentalist, which came out the very next year of this one, which is about a guy who actually is psychic, but not really. Like, anyway, they make fun of it all the time on the show cause for basically like ripping off their idea and stealing it and making more <laughs> making money it doing it. Yeah. Uh, and it's really funny. Okay, so when they get to the spelling bee, Chief is leaving. She has a robbery to deal with, and she's like, you know what? You can read guilt, so just go talk to these 43 kids and their families and find out who did it, and then tell me. Bing, bang, boom. Done, right? Um, and Sean, being Sean, is like, yeah, I can do that. <laughs> uh, Gus is obsessed with the spellmaster, Kavanaugh, who's like been on the job for 14 years, and he like hides up in his little cubby, and he never comes down. But, like, word is he's about to make a big announcement. And, like, this show is not only being, like, live televised, but has two announcers talking about what's happening. It must it's, happen. I'm sure. These spelling bees are huge, right? I remember they when are. I was, like, all of a sudden we were paying attention to them. Uh, they talk to the parents. Sean is super rude to them uh, in the comfort room. That was kind of funny. It's like, this is where we bring kids when they spell a word wrong. And then all of a sudden Kavanaugh grabs a stomach, falls into the audience. Wow, Falls it was off a balcony. Like, yeah. like a two-story plunge. It was an insane shot. It was really good. And Juliet uh, is like, okay, should we cancel? And then friggin' Lassiter is like, do you want to tell the mayor why all his hotel rooms are empty? It's like, it was, yeah, yeah. What? That's the kind of stuff where you just have to be like, he is super cool. unbelievable the way that he behaves. It's crazy. But it's so funny. We'll come back to that in the second episode yeah. where his storyline, his B-plot is real. <laughs> Really weird. I had no memory of that at all. Uh, that was a real weird one. Totally. The whole thing. All the, of it was weird. The, the whole entire episode, episode is, is bananas. We'll, we'll get into it. But yeah, he's convinced he had a heart attack. He's an overweight guy who eats too much. You know, that's what he tells the press. This guy is totally fine. But Sean is not buying it. Uh, and so they sneak up there. They distract this poor security guard. By telling him that there's a ghost, and he gets really scared and runs away. That was a great Again, scene. another totally unbelievable moment. You know what? I bought that. Has anyone come out of there? Just the cops. I've been here the whole time. Do you hear anything from in there? I'm sorry. Uh, who are you? Uh, I'm Sean Spencer. I'm a psychic with the police department. Sorry, Mr. Spencer. Look, I don't doubt your ability. I actually have an aunt who could see apparitions. It's some kooky, spooky stuff, you know. Uh, but they told me not to let anybody in here without a badge, so... I see. Okay. As long as you feel safe. Uh, safe? Well, what with the dead guy's spirit being here and him being so angry? How angry? Well, con considering he might have just been murdered, that's that's definitely a negative. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, no, I, I wouldn't be happy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 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 oh. 
please, spare me. I'm here to help you. Just back me up here. You, you, you guys just take a quick little look-see, okay? I'll be downstairs. Yeah. I was on board for that. It was really... They played him really well. And he uh, Sean fakes being atta- physically attacked by the ghost, which was probably your guys' first inkling of what this was about to be. <laughs> yeah, there were some clues. There were some Pulling clues. that off is like just a lot in one... For one person This show is so good. It's, it's amazing. It's the best. Uh, so yeah, they find a... 1953, I, even when Gus explains it, I didn't understand what was actually happening here. Right. But we'll uh, get to it. So they look at the spellmaster's notes, and he's got a note, 1953, on there. They're trying to figure out what it refers to. Yeah, and then Gus uh, smells sulfur. This is a running gag on the show that he has a super smeller. He can smell anything from any distance. He's like a vampire. He smells. Uh, and they find it in the Chinese food. So, like, they take some of it as a sample. And Sean goes to his dad for help. And his dad's like, nope, told you in the last episode. Not helping you. I'm Until not you doing finish your goddamn cases. Motherfucking. No cases. Not going to help you investigate a murder. And then Sean's like, I'll do anything. And he's like, all right, build the doghouse that you were supposed to build when you were eight. Which is, again, so weird. They don't have a dog. No, they don't. And Sean definitely, if he wanted a dog now, could just go get one and buy a doghouse. I mean, we see, like, as soon as this happens, we're like, okay, his dad's making him do something he didn't finish. Uh, We should say his father, the great Corbin Burnson. Corbin. Benson? Benson? Burnson? Shit. From L.A. Law. I saw him at a White Stripes concert once. Burns. True story. That's yeah. bizarre. Well, it was here shooting Psych. Oh, right. Yeah. Okay. Oh, but he was at the concert. Yeah, with his son. I thought, I thought he just randomly joined them on stage. Oh, no. Which would make no sense. I just saw him in the crowd. That crap. would be amazing. Yeah. Though. I would love that. Um, uh, so, yeah, this is the aforementioned scene when he started yelling about Chinese food dish names because Gus was like, do something. You can't let them not investigate this. Like, it was murder. But it, yeah. it doesn't work, obviously, because he has to do the exact same thing later in the episode. But yes, we do get a flashback. We see Sean. He wants a dog. And he says he's ready. He's responsible. And his dad's like, okay, well then, build the doghouse. And he fails miserably, and he gives up, and he never gets a dog. Who's going to fit through that door? Yeah. Those nails aren't in. It's off the ground, not off the ground. It's going to flood with water. I want you to do it right, father <laughs> says. <laughs> and it, he comes back. As an adult, it's dark out, and they have the same conversation, basically. Like, you know that's not how I told you to build it. What is that? What is that? It's the doghouse. No, it's not. What are you talking about? I gave you specifications. When? When I gave you the job. In 1989? Sean, you know as well as I do, this is not what I asked for. Keep working. Don't be too loud. Neighbors are trying to sleep. And And you told me to build it 20 years ago? Yes, 30 years ago. Sean kicks it. It completely falls to pieces. And then he goes on a broody motorcycle ride. Woo! Definitely a weird shot. That was was insane. Yeah. Yeah. A broody motorcycle ride only to be 
run off the road and flip off his motorcycle. Epic! That <laughs> yeah. was another great stunt. Very cool. Yeah, yeah. putting some money into this. Flying product, into so. a like a field of corn. Yeah, he did. Yeah. Uh, so we next day we see Gus working in a restaurant. He's watching the spelling bee on the TV again. Seeing watching the kid struggle, and he notices the name on the inhaler is Doctor Zavin. And he gets a call that Sean is in the hospital and he needs someone to pick him up. So Sean tells him, like, someone tried to run me over. He's like, did you tell your dad? He's like, no. All he cares about is results. <laughs> Just like those damn spelling bee parents. Uh, Meanwhile, this murder is still not solved. No! Stan is not helping. That's true. He doesn't have the evidence and he can't convince the cops that anything is going wrong. But um, he, when he finds out that the name on the inhaler is fake he gets excited again and he goes back to build the doghouse because <laughs> uh gus who we haven't mentioned is a pharmaceutical salesman uh in his day job ah. uh knows all the doctors in town and he knows them alphabetically because that's how he does his route or something yeah and there's no dr zavin Right. on the list. You would remember. It. Yeah. The, the last one was a Y name. Yes. The so, last name on the list. It's true. Such a ridiculous that is what he said. detail. I love yeah. it. Yeah. I love it. Oh, God. God. Burton Guster. I would marry him. <laughs> Even though he likes spelling bees. You he's, would get into it, too. I he's so adorable. Oh, I'd be the worst at spelling bees. I don't know how to spell anything. Uh, yeah, so, yeah, he goes back to try to build the doghouse. And, and his daddy... Decides to help him. For the first time ever. Yeah. I thought you gave up. Yeah, well, it doesn't appear so, huh? What happened to your leg? Absolutely nothing. You're running your roofing vertical there, huh? Yeah. Well, you might want to pop a ridge beam in first. Well, yeah, that, that's a given. What the hell are you doing? I'm gonna help you. You've never helped me before, ever. You've never asked. But and he says, You've never helped me before. Yeah. You've never asked me before. Never Which asked. fucking smart ass answer. Yeah, for a dad. He still didn't ask. Yeah, so I didn't. But he feels bad because he's all beat up, right? Because he's got like a messed up knee. Right. Yeah, and uh, yeah, and they build the house together and it looks beautiful. That's so funny. I forgot why he was limping at the end of the episode <laughs> when Dulé starts chasing him around. I'm like, what? What's happening with his knee? I couldn't fucking remember. By a butt. Got, yeah. Well, no, no, he didn't. He, he just didn't flew get hit. off his motorcycle. He went, he, right. he swerved, swerved to, avoid to avoid Right, right. Yeah, it, he was in a flew. very bad accident, which is why his dad is like, oh shit. So, yeah, he gives him the evidence. He's like, yeah, this guy you wanted me to ask, he was at my poker game anyway. And so Sean's like, I built that doghouse for nothing? He's like, no, that's the first thing you've ever finished in your entire life. <laughs> Which is like a pretty big character reveal. Yeah. In a second episode of, like, what Sean is about. Uh, and, uh, yeah, it turns out it's, like, a really bad poison. And he's like, you know what, whatever this is, get away from it. It's bad news, whatever. But, of course, Sean, Sean's never going to do that. Uh, so he goes to the cops, tries to tell them, and they're like, nah, we don't think so. He probably died of a shellfish allergy, but the tox report will be in two weeks, and then we'll know. And he's like, no, the spelling bee. The integrity of the spelling bee must stand. 
Uh, yeah, so they go back to find more clues. And Spellmaster. They, they lock the smoking Spellmaster outside. The new one, yes, and take his jacket and his keys. Run upstairs, and this was interesting because they just start reading words out. They're getting the demand for words, so they have to start giving them. But Dulé, uh, not Dulé, Gus, Gus yeah. won't help won't help no because he will not he doesn't want to fuck with the integrity of the bee either <sighs> but he's making it worse he making can see it, it worse. making it worse because what are the words banana onion yeah. and onion and then meachum meachum <laughs> what's a so meachum so bad I think it's a I need to buy some name. meachum ice blast he says in a sentence <laughs> Does that, did that mean anything to either of you no I, I think it's like a last name like a brand name maybe meachum I meachum. don't know yeah I, there's no way that see that would like that's a but name. But it was his yeah, it's, a brand. It's it not was a not a grocery name. list. But that was, was that on there? On the dead wall. Right. Yes. That's what he was reading it from. Yes. My point is that Gus soiled the integrity of that spelling bee by not stepping in with proper Yeah. Words. Someone, the, the announcers made the joke that even Dan Quayle could spell onion. That he, was a weird joke for 2006. Yes, it's so long ago. Oh my god. But he famously spelled potato wrong and everyone made fun of him for a long time. So don't forget how to spell potato. There's no E. There's no E, guys. Exactly. Piers learned from it. <laughs> he learned from it. Never again. Uh... Potato. <laughs> we skipped the part where uh, Lassiter said to his boss, cut him loose, Karen. Poisoned? I feel somebody poisoned his food. Uh, there is a styrofoam container, yes, and and a uh, uh, happiness is a golden poem. What? Uh, a fortune cookie. This is ridiculous. Is it? Mr. Spencer, what we have now points to a medical condition, not murder. All appearances show Mr. Kavanaugh having an anaphylactic reaction. Not to be out of line, but that could be triggered by several types of poisons or altered medications. Or a shellfish, which he was allergic to. Those results will show up in the toxicology report, which we will have a copy of in approximately two weeks. No, 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 that'll be too late. All the contestants will be gone and... Home. You won't be able to finish a real investigation. Chief, I, I sense this. Like, if something got out of control and the perpetrator was willing to kill to cover it up. What proof do you have? Only what I feel. Are you still listening to this crap? Dude, what is your glitch? You, you're my glitch. Look, he got nowhere with his little inhaler assignment and then he tells the media that we had a murder scene. Cut him loose, Karen. I mean, do whatever you think is best, Chief. Mr. Kavanaugh was going to make an announcement. What about that? The director said he'd recently spoke of retiring. That's not what he was going to say. Oh, you know? I know. Mr. Spencer, I asked you to check in about the inhaler incident. If you or your partner have anything about that, I'd be happy to hear about it. That's, uh, yeah. yeah. That was fun to watch him over Stephanie. crazy. So. Oh, yeah. And she was like, uh, pardon? But she still sides with him and tells him, like, look, I told you to investigate the inhalers, not the Chinese food on the ground. Like, go away. So they try and do it on their own. But, yeah, he, they do. Before he has to start spelling onion and banana, they notice there's weird holes in the carpet. They look in the closet. They find a tripod. He, like, points the camera. It's, like, pointing at a speaker. Makes no sense. And they're scrambling. That's why they're giving words because the guy's like, security, like, what's going on? 
And he turns it around one more time and he sees like, oh shit, it's pointing at the Czech dad. Whose name is like Miklos? Miklos. Um, and that's and how he knows. Um, yes. Who's the goddamn Nephilim, Saskia? <gasps> you know when you watch TV and someone just shows up in your life and you're like, that person, this is their first job ever. And then they're like eight? Yeah. <laughs> The Nephilim from Supernatural? Uh, I, I don't know. Why Why don't you because know? I've I never, know this. I haven't watched Supernatural. Have I watched Supernatural? Yes. Jack, no. You also watched him play soccer at the Celebrity Soccer Yeah, match. I did. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, I was shocked. Yuri is the Nephilim. He was really... He's uh, been acting he's... for his entire life. <laughs> Poor child. I mean, uh, great. He's doing great. We love him. Uh, still doesn't have his powers back, but whatever. Okay. He'll get them back. <laughs> so here's here's where they put together the 1953 thing. Yes, and I didn't understand. They, 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 there's like a list of like the winning words in each year. Like they've selected words from previous years or something? Yes. Yes, that's what I'm saying. But so He are, says they do that sometimes. Are they like a special round? That not only is, are they cheating using this like vibration inhaler method, they're also cheating by pre-finding out what the words were going to be? Yeah, I okay. guess so. I didn't get it. Also, they say that the inhaler sends signals. I'm like, no, it receives signals. Why yeah. would he want to send them? I, to be honest, <laughs> the the resolution of every case in all three episodes I watched has always been muddy for me. Yeah, I don't care. I'm here for the friendship. It's true. You are here for the friendship. I agree one thousand percent. Anyway, so spoiler alert, we find out they've been cheating. He's sending electronic signals to his inhaler, which is also insane because he was tapping out with his fingers onto a book. Yes. So I was like, oh, he's counting the taps so he knows which letters to say. Turns out Yuri can't spell for shit. He can't spell anything. No. (laughs) Sean tries to test him. And yeah, turns out his dad was the murderer. He also tried to run Sean Kavanaugh down. Kavanaugh was going to disqualify them. Yeah, because he saw them cheating. Yeah, and that's a good reason to kill. Yeah. Yes. It's also, I mean, who cheats at a spelling bee? Like, come on. <laughs> well, we did miss the part this guy is really where cool. the parents did talk about how important this is and, and that winning it can set you up for a very important future that you may not get if you can't afford it kind of a thing. But yes, it's right. still completely extreme. It, it seems but it's insane. like people kill a like moms kill cheerleaders so their daughters can get that better it has <laughs> happened that's disturbing it's insane exactly parents be crazy yo yeah that's the name of this episode My babies parents be crazy <laughs> oh, okay so they get taken away by the police yeah which i thought was weird like he's a child like are you gonna put him in jail Panic. they weren't handcuffed or anything though i guess they can't just leave him behind would also oh my god be a... does the kid know that his father murdered I, just, I mean, master. I feel know. like he does. He's going to know very soon, and yeah. it's going to be... That's why he turned into the son of the Nephilim, Lucifer. His childhood yeah. is ruined. It's terrible. Uh, and then we find out the best part of this entire episode, which is that Sean tanked the spelling bee on purpose so that Gus the wrong letter. would not win because if he had one, he would have been tortured all through school. And instead, he got to be cool and smart, and he definitely owes him for that. Could have won that thing. Yeah, you could have. Thank the Lord you didn't. What is that supposed to mean? Gus. Guy who wins, saddled forever is, you know, the dude that won the spelling bee. I'm sure you would have dealt with it later, but kids, high school kids especially, they're just ruthless, judgmental, horrible little bastards. And you wouldn't have been able to date a cheerleader. They wouldn't have invited you to any parties. 
You've been the object of ridicule. I mean, this way you got to be a smart kid and a cool kid. Best of both worlds. That's true. I appreciate that, Sean. Yeah, it's a nice balance. That's why I had to give you the wrong letter. You knew that was wrong? Oh, come on, Gus. A Jornamento? Everybody knew it was an I. All right, you hold on. You were happy one second ago. I was about to win. I studied for three months. Yeah, and you would have kept studying forever and ever, all the way till nationals. But you're upset now. I can see that. But you'll be fine with it later. You know what that did to me? Yes, yes, I do. We went out the next night, and 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 you were so flustered that you threw caution to the wind, and and you hooked up with Melinda Castleberg. It was nice. Come here, Sean. That was honest. Come here. Everybody knew it was I. Everybody knew it. And then he tries to chase him down and kill him. Yes. Which is the best. Whenever Gus is so mad that he gets violent is my favorite part <laughs> of this show. Yes. Because he gets pushed on so many levels on every single day. Like, it's always his car that they have to take. He's always the one getting dragged away from his real job where he gets paid real money. And it's just like, and Sean is just, like, has no boundaries and has no line. Right. And you'll see, like, you know... In the next episode, we're going to talk about, like, the, the rules he had to put in place. And then they were all broken. <laughs> it's like... <laughs> rule number five. Oh, it was great. Yeah, I really was... liked this episode a lot. And I'm glad we got to watch it. Yes. Great, great yeah. start. So then he goes back to his dad's. Uh, and he says he's sorry that he's held a grudge about this doghouse all these years. And he gives his, his dad a golden retriever puppy. Oh, yeah. That he borrowed from the neighbor. Which he Again. definitely doesn't want. No boundaries. Yeah. And uh, they go for a walk around the block. And so they're going to come back and, and tell him. Make sure his dad doesn't he put doesn't, the dog in the street. Yeah, which he keeps threatening to do. Like a second. I gotta leave this dog in the street. Yeah. So funny. Not funny. He would never, though. Henry's a sweetheart deep down. Oh, yeah. You can tell. We he can helped tell. build the doghouse in this episode. Yeah, that's true. And it did look really good. It, it did. They did it right. Yeah. All right. Any comments on that besides... No, we've covered it in the episode, I think, Saskia. So great. Yeah. yeah. Love. Yeah. Love. It's great. I've been trying to get these two to watch Psych for longer than we've had a podcast. Yes. So Since I'm we've so done glad you. it's and finally, finally working. I do feel like I'm not a huge fan of their use of color. It's extremely orange. Yeah, well, they're trying to make Vancouver look like Santa Barbara. Uh, I yes. did notice that, too. Like, a lot of their, the places they were shooting, I was like, where is it's that super it's in kind this of town it doesn't look like this town but yeah they're they're trying to make it look more like they're in cali yeah which, yeah makes the sense it was sun yeah lots of yellows yeah i don't have a problem i thought they did a pretty decent job especially yeah. in that i didn't bug at me but when you mentioned it it's like oh yeah that's that makes total sense it's... that they would flush it out with the warmer tones yeah. to make it seem like they're not in a freezing rain town <laughs> <laughs> sorry guys all right, episode 15, season one, Scary Sherry, Bianca's Toast. Wow. A plus <laughs> title. Aired in December 28, 2012. Nope, that's wrong. March 2nd, 2007. Yeah, 2012. Yeah, I was like, what? That's probably the last later. one. Yeah. Juliet asks Sean and Gus for assistance on her undercover assignment. They're only too glad to help since it involves sorority sisters. Unfortunately, what's supposed to be an easy case turns out to have ties to their past and may endanger Juliet. 
Meanwhile, Lasser locks horns with the oldest rookie the department has ever trained. <laughs> so weird. So weird to make it a woman, too. Can we just cover his B story? Which is a weird thing own. for me to say. Yeah, for sure. Because it's completely separate until he merges at the end and we can add that in. But it's not yes. really important. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, he walks into a room where there's, a uh, let's say, a middle-aged I would say woman she, sitting there. I would say 40s? Is she supposed to be in her 40s? Yeah, All the yeah, things that have happened in her, in her life make her sound much older than that. Yes. Like, I feel like I they... I don't think she could be in her 50s, though. No. I don't think they would... Yeah. Anyway. He immediately tries to kick her out of the room because he's uh, has a very important meeting with a new rookie. And she goes off on him and is like, mm, no. And uh, says, you know, I'm the rookie. She's failed the test 13 times. Yeah. Uh, she passed the 14th time. Oh, it's so funny. And now she's the oldest, grouchiest, craziest rookie in... She sued the department to get in, which is a thing you should never tell anyone because no. that's going to put you on the wrong foot for sure. And then she wants to go shoot guns. So they do that, but she doesn't think her gun is big enough, so she takes his... She grabs his And gun. immediately breaks it. Yeah, he, he tries to warn her of the kickback. Yeah. And no... The whole thing. The gun just like, shatters. It, it literally into... falls into its component parts. Yeah. Like she... in a cartoon. Yeah. Yeah. Which I've never seen a gun do before. No. Not yeah. from just shooting it. No. And, it, and I went back and watched it again, and it didn't hit her in the face or anything. It just flew out of her hand like yeah. Sean flew off that motorcycle. So it must be like that's... They find that funny. <laughs> Fair <laughs> yeah. enough. And it is. Uh, and then she refuses to sit in the front seat because she has bad eyes. So Lasseter has to drive her around like driving Miss Daisy, which obviously um, he's not about, you know? No. No. Makes him feel like a cabbie. Yeah. So they go work a robbery where she immediately attacks the victim and then chases him down. Someone came in and emptied the cash register when I was in the back. You're not writing this down? Who's got the arthritic thumb here? I hitchhiked from Jersey to Havana when I was 19. Crying out loud. They also got away with about $60 worth of rump roast. Don't try to sell me on that nonsense, you punk. What, do you think this is my first square dance? Hey, hey. Give me your gun, Lasseter. I'll show you how to make this little pig squeal. You just gonna let him go? He's the victim, Goochberg. Fine, fine. I'll do it myself. She leaps over a counter face first. <sighs> yeah, which was the craziest thing we saw her do, for sure. And then later we see them in the hospital. Give me your Jeez. gun, Lassiter. <laughs> Turns out she has a pacemaker. And she suffered a mild cardiac arrest while trying to jump a fence in heels. She won't stop asking him, did we get him? Yeah. Did we get him? And him didn't do anything wrong. He nope. was the victim of a crime. I thought it was going to flip, and it was like he was going to be, like, faking nope. the robbery. No, nope. she's, she's just completely garbage. crazy, and I'm going to assume we never see her again. I, I didn't look it up, but I hope <laughs> I got to assume. It was really, really crazy. It was like they wanted to put uh, Juliet in the sorority house, and they couldn't think of a way to get Lasseter into that storyline. Yeah. So they're like, okay, let's get this great actress who we can just give a juicy storyline to, and then we'll just make Lasseter, like, follow her around. Yeah, it's purely a gag But it does lead to a great scene where at the end of this episode, he goes to the chief, and he's like, listen, I am the head of 
detectives. Like, why would you put me with this person? And she's like, what? Like, I thought you guys would get along. She seems so much like you. And that fucking turns him around. Uh, He sees himself maybe for the first time and realizes that maybe nobody likes him. And then he goes over and Sean and... Uh, Juliet and Gus are all like eating. They're laughing about what's just happened, which we will get into, but they're having the best time because Gus was so scared. And they survived. And they lived, yeah. And he just, like, he's so close. He wants to like go up, but he can't even like. He can't approach Put himself in there. He can't even try. And he goes to like walk away, and Sean obviously spots it because he spots everything and like throws him a fortune cookie. And Lassiter's stoked face is the best part of this whole episode. Agreed. He is so happy. He's included. And we don't get to see him happy that much, you know? Really? That's too bad. uh, I like him. He's 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 an excellent actor, but a terrible cop. (laughs) And that is that entire storyline. And that's the whole B storyline, yeah. Every episode, every time we come back, she has a new health problem. And then she's gone. Yeah. And then and well, she's definitely lesson. not going to be a cop. She had a heart attack on her yes. first arrest, and she was trying to arrest the victim. Did we get him? <laughs> she's Lassiter. great, though. I liked her a lot. Me, too. She was a lot of fun. Uh, she reminded me of, um, oh my God, what's her name on Brooklyn Nine-Nine? Uh, Gina Linetti? No, not Gina, the other one. Rosa? Yes, yes. Rosa. She reminded me of like an older version of Rosa. Uh, <laughs> no. Yeah, an older, incompetent version of mm-hmm. Rosa. So, the other storyline starts out in Halloween of 1987. We see that uh, our dear friend Sean is dressed as a cop. I wonder if Henry enforces that, and if that's like a yearly <laughs> costume. Because I can't see him being like, I want to dress like my dad. No. Uh, and Gus is Lando Calrissian. I thought, Lando. I thought he was Prince, <laughs> and then I thought he was Don King. Because <laughs> of the wig. And He's then, got a cape. I didn't notice the cape, because I'm writing notes, right? And I'm right. looking up. That's why I rewound to make sure I was, because I was convinced it was Prince just from the hair. And then Henry makes a Lando joke. He says joke. Lando, yeah. yeah. And I was like, oh, that's so, I see the cape now, the beautiful purple cape. But yeah, he won't let them eat their candy until they take it to the police station and have it x-rayed. Can you imagine growing up like that? That's crazy. Nuts. Uh, and on the way there, a man literally throws himself on the windshield and uh, drags them to the hospital, which has the best name. Uh, what is it? Shady Pines? Wispy Shady Pines? Like, they <laughs> love naming things on this show. Uh, and then they're told to stay in the car, close their eyes, and of course Sean can't do that, so he watches Scary Sherry fall from the window, and at the last second before she hits the ground, Gus covers up his eyes so he doesn't see it, and uh, they are both scarred by this incident for life, for the rest of their lives, until uh, 12 years later. 20! Nope, 12. Exactly 20. Oh, Okay. I'll take your word for it. I wrote the ho- the hospital uh, was in like total shambles. Yeah, yeah it was give or take like fifteen minutes, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah, that was funny. Uh, and then we hear someone screaming the name Doreen, and Doreen is running, and something startles her, and she goes whoop at this very same window that Scary Sherry fell out of twenty years and fifteen minutes ago. Room four one three. Guess what? She's dead. Yes. People get really murdered in this episode. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of murders. Yeah. Don't remember so many dead bodies on this show. And by whom? Well, let's find out, shall Your we? 
so Jules comes to ask the guys for help at their psych office. They don't even recognize her. She's dressed up like a little sorority girl. And uh, she wants them to come do a reading because there's been a bunch of weird shit going on in the house. And the girls think the ghost of Doreen is haunting them. They're both already freaked out. They go to do the reading. He's pulling his usual scam. He tells uh, all these sorority girls that Gus is someone from the Cosby show? Bud. Remember, Bud. I was just telling you about Bud yes. last week. That was such a coincidence. He's so, not. No, clearly. But I think Dooley gets this a lot in real life, which is how this ended up on the show. And he gets it for the rest of the episode. He does yeah. kind of look like Bud, and I think Bud, the actor who plays Bud, will obviously later appear in an episode. I think... Do they make the same reference in the Twin Peaks episode? Probably. I think I It's think an so. ongoing joke that he looks like Bud from The Cosby Show. And he does. It's not... He's not wrong. Uh, we just have to point out, because of our other sister cast clash of the Teen Drum Titans, when he is talking to the girls... Uh, Bianca talks about how she watched One Tree Hill and how much she loves Chad Michael Mudface. It's my favorite show, and yeah. Chad Michael Murray is so hot. <laughs> and then God. she tells about how her... Which he isn't. Uh, Thank you. No. He, he can be. Okay. It doesn't matter. <laughs> it does uh, his, matter. his... Well, okay, let's take that back. Lucas Scott is very sexy. Oh, Chad Michael Murray no. is disgusting. What are we doing? <laughs> Delineating between... The written character and the scuzzy actor. Here's right. Have you not seen the I don't, wonderful no, I don't, world of One Tree Hill? There is I only one Tree Hill. And oh. baboon hearts. I don't care. <laughs> there was no baboon <laughs> heart. Let's stop. I lied about that. The dog ate the heart. I don't it care was a real about heart. any of this. Okay. Anyways, just wanted to say that because that made me laugh and I loved it so much. But yeah, she talks about her kitty alarm cock exploded. I see a man. He's driving your car. You don't know him. He's a valet. At a mall. Wait, I see a shoe store. Your father's gold card. A Jamba Juice may have been involved. Oh my god, I totally went shopping today. And I passed a Jamba on State Street. <laughs> you are amazing. <laughs> see, Bianca? Now, tell Sean what happened to you. Okay. Here goes. This is so scary. I was lying in bed watching One Tree Hill, my favorite show. Chad Michael Murray is so hot. And I had this cute liquid kitty alarm clock, right? It meows and it blinks his eyes every half hour. So all of a sudden, they just started blinking over and over and over and then it just stopped and then it let out this half meow and then its tail fell off then it exploded wow uh slow build uh half meow unexpected didn't see the incoming at all <laughs> how about you gus oh what no, I can't say I did. It blinks, and then it blinked too much, 
And then Sean wants to see the house, but the lights go out, and there's like a, a voice spooky voice, a phantom appears in the window. Yeah, and then uh, Juliet is doing like a really good fake scared because she's like, I was like, she's a fucking cop, like why would she be afraid? But she's like, ooh, like it's like <laughs> she's pretending to be afraid. And then uh, Sean and Gus like run out screaming. Yeah, yeah, that was that was great. I, I love, love that they're genuinely scared. They're, of this so, whole they're so funny, and then. Uh, Jules stops them and is like, oh, what the fuck are you doing? And Gus drives away without him. <laughs> like, that is not cool. It's... That is not what friends do. And that's such a good scene when the lights come on and they look and it's just his teacup yeah. in between them and he's gone. Oh, so good. So good. But anyways, the search of house, Sean finds how all the tricks were going on. He's like, this isn't scary. I'm glad I didn't run away. Uh. <laughs> there's no ghosts. We all know there's no ghosts. He tries to give Gus shit. He's like, you were just as scared as me. Like, don't even pretend. Did the cat actually explode in the story that she told? The, the alarm clock was a cat. Oh, yeah, it was a cat God. alarm clock. Yeah, I yeah. Not a Not a real cat. They I were calling it. it Liquid Kitty. because I, I think they couldn't call it Hello Kitty alarm uh, clock. So they called it a Liquid Kitty alarm clock. I don't know what the fuck that is. Extremely silly. Yeah, and it did explode. But it wasn't a real cat. It was just a pretend one. Yeah. Boom. So that's when we learned about, <laughs> about Alice, who is our favorite, Elsie Snuffins. Yes. From um, the Westworld. Okay. Do you know her? Uh, Elsie? Mm-hmm. She's in season one. She works on the I'm, robots. I am sure she is. <laughs> she is not ringing a bell. She okay. works with uh, Jeffrey. Look, I... Right? I believe you. She's the assistant. Okay. She's pretty big part. She does have a huge part. I believe you. I believe you. I just can't matter. picture her right now. Uh, she is Doreen's best friend and also roommate. And even though uh, Juliet has not spoken to her, she's decided she's the number one suspect in this crime. Although anyone could be because these girls are horrible monsters. Apparently. Well, she is the only person that she hasn't spoken to. Right. We don't actually see the girls be horrible monsters, except for the fact that they no, covered up Juliet murdering this keeps woman. keeps bringing it up. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but we do see them kind of be horrible monsters in this very next scene when they're trying to sell their makeovers. Yes. And Betty is like, oh, Bianca, you're slacking. Are you pregnant or something? Oh, that's right. And then right. we later know like, that she knows exactly why she's upset mm-hmm. and why she's struggling. Bianca, you have like twice as many flyers as me and Mary Lou. What's going on with you? Are you... Are you, like, pregnant or something? Can you just shut up for, like, five seconds, Betty? Oh, my God. You are being such a horrid little bitch right now. How can you just... Aren't you scared? I haven't slept at all. I feel like I'm losing... Suck it up. End of story. I will not go down with you, Bianca. Well, she's telling to keep it together. Yeah, she. that's what she suck it up, Bianca. That's what she says. Good advice when you're covering up a crime. It's true, I guess. Don't act guilty. Don't break. Yeah, but she says, oh, I'm so scared. And obviously we just think, oh, it's because, you know, they think the house is haunted. Not because they're dirty murderers. Spoiler (laughs) alert. Yeah. So they talk to Alice. Juliet tries to talk to her. She calls her the queen of the damned because she's the head of the sorority and she thinks she's the worst of the worst. So that does not go very well. But they do find out she had an alibi that she was with. Doreen's family the whole night and she mm-hmm. went to bed early. 
Um, but Sean's like, I don't, that's bullshit. I don't believe in perfect alibis. Went to bed early? Yeah! Come, come, who does that in a sorority? And Dorian's and... family don't buy the story, right? They say, like, she, and her friends, she, was, she wasn't she was suicidal. Like, she just, you know, joined a frat or sorority. Like, she was in a good place. Like, she, she had no reason to jump out of a window. And then they realize that she fell out backwards, whereas Scary Sherry went out forwards. Forward. So it's not a copycat suicide. Like, something else is going on. And that's when Sean realizes that uh, Acnab... It's Bianca backwards. Because he, he sees the reflection. Uh, yeah, so funny. Uh, he actually, yeah, it's like everything that they so get is like just by luck and trying. And while Gus is like going through dead languages, <laughs> trying to figure, <laughs> figure out what it out means. in Latin. Yeah, it's so true. So they're like, oh shit. So they call Jules and they're like, look, this is bad. Bianca's in trouble. And in the meantime, Bianca is in the bathtub crying her face off. And someone drops a toaster into her bed, which is so ridiculous. Yeah, but it works, and it kills her. I'm like, why didn't anyone just fucking call? Like, it why took did they have so to drive long over there? too for it to like go down? I was, ugh, it was really funny. Uh, lock the door. Yeah, we we're having a bath. People. No, lock, lock the window. Lock everything. <laughs> it was the window. Lock the works. Uh, so they go to the cops, and Jules, as her like alter ego. Uh, tries to get Betty to talk and she does admit like they accidentally killed Doreen they were just trying to scare her and the wood in the window was rotted out and she just fell out they tried to grab her but they couldn't and so they buried her in the scary sherry nightgown in the tar pits and uh, and now her friend is dead and <laughs> everything is fucked up and they say yeah like okay well you might get charged with involuntary manslaughter because that's not okay to do and lie, <laughs> and lie about it's just not it's not fine yeah no yeah uh, Sean has a bad dream about Sherry falling out of the window he's sleeping at work which is never a good sign for him okay it's <laughs> good to know because this is the first time yeah we've seen it but yeah if he's not making it home it's not usually a good thing uh yeah and then he finds out his dad wants him to come over for dinner he's supposed to bring dessert and he tries the thing i always do which is like talk your friend into joining you because that'll make it less stressful and you can get out of there early and you, you can leave early because you'll have an excuse and, and gus is like no like this is a big deal he's reaching out like you should go and he's like no I don't want to. And there's a really funny joke in the scene where he's like, well, what do you got to do today? He's like, well, I've got to start and finish my route. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that job. Do you know that my job I have? I have to start it and then finish it. Oh, so funny. He's so, like, just casual about it. It just makes me laugh. Yeah. So Sean goes back to talk to Alice, and um, he pretends to be a psychic named Ichabod Fletchman. Want to split a pineapple? I'm sorry, do I know you? My name is Ichabod Fletchman. Sticky icky to my boys, but that's neither here nor there. What's important is that this baby is 82% Hawaiian, and I've got all afternoon. Are you a crazy person? It's funny, I was about to ask you the same thing. Only I was going to add, who likes to make toast to the end of mine. Right. So you're another cop, then? Not a cop. Not even close. Well, then who are you? Hint. Green Day there's about to eat some stone. How did you do that? I'm a psychic. Pass. 
Oh, come on. I was trying to be cool. What do you want from me? You want to read my palm? Would you like a lock of my hair? Oh, Alice. Now I can, I can feel that you're hurting. Really? Can you feel that I'm hurting? Come on, psychic. You could be better than that, can't you? Do you have a best friend? Yeah. Uh, since birth, almost. Great. So then maybe you could wrap your head around this. Doreen and I were closer than sisters. Her parents took me in when I was seven. Seven. They raised me. We did everything together. And the one time that I wasn't there, the one time I let her down, and now she's gone. I know if anything happened to Gus, I would, uh... I don't know. I, I'd never... I, I mean, that was... Look, do you really think that I killed that girl? Do you? I mean, I understand your suspicion and everything, but I'm barely hanging on here, and I just don't think... I'm not a murderer. Well, I certainly hope not for your sake. And he predicts that the, the biker guy is going to wipe out because he sees that his chains off his whatever you call that thing your chains on. Gets him in the door. She'll talk to him. Spokes. Yeah. And he does. He falls down on his face. And she's like, oh. So she she tells him they've she's been raised by Dorian's parents since she was seven years old. And she blames herself. Um, that she wasn't there for her, that she didn't save her, that blah, 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 right? She's got, like, survivor's guilt, basically. Yeah. Um, but she claims that she is not a murderer, even though she feels bad. Right. Yeah. Uh, then we get the weird card on the stoop that invites only Juliet to the vigil, which, to me, again, doesn't make sense. No. Nope. Why wouldn't they invite all the girls to this vigil? But they, I thought they did. Oh, no, why they want all the girls ones, at this other place. Trap. But why, yeah, why does she target... This girl, she doesn't... But she's not the queen. Is well, she, she as far is. as they know, she is. She's playing... She's, she's undercover. And she's un, I thought that the other girls were the head of the sorority. Because it doesn't... No, she's she, older. She's not even in college. She's not pretending to be college age. She's pretending to be a representative of the... Right, okay. The establishment, the, okay. basically. She's and the, that's why she's seen as the queen of the damned. Yeah. I was very confused She's not that. really the head of that okay. sorority. She's if there you to continue to watch Greek, you'll you'll learn a lot. <laughs> Thank you. About how Thank the Greek you. system works and right. how it's very important when they follow their rules. Season one Greek, you remember that? Yes, I remember it. Okay. We oh. also covered it on Clash of the Teen Trauma Titans. Uh, yeah, we forgot right. to mention on Clash of the Teen Trauma Titans that it when we were talking about Freaks and Geeks that we had talked about Freaks and Geeks before on TV Donut. Yes! Oh, well. That's okay. Next time. Here we are talking about it on this one. Okay, so, uh, Henry asks about uh, what's going on in the case, um, and Sean admits that his eyes were open, and he did see her fall, and Henry's like, well, you're missing one important detail. Like, what exactly did you see? Mm -hmm. So he's literally never mentioned this thing that has traumatized them this whole time. Yeah. Uh, And they find out, like, no, a cop, she did jump, but a cop grabbed her. Pulled her and back, pulled in, her back in. She never fell. She's actually doing great now. Yeah, mm-hmm. rehabilitated. Uh, and you guys were scared of that for absolutely nothing because she was completely fine. And now we find out, which is the best thing ever, and I wish was true for me, was that this whole urban legend that exists about Scary Sherry, they fucking started it, it. Right. because they thought she fell out that window, which is amazing. And they're they also think it's awesome, which is great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so she's doing fine now. Uh, 
so they go to Alice's house. Gus is uh, asked to be the distractor. He rings the doorbell. He starts talking to the housekeeper, Poppy, about his cat. Uh, Elshon's creeping through, but he's doing it deliberately badly. Mrs. Pickles, yes. He uh, finds like a photo album. And he's like looking through it, and then his phone starts ringing. He's the worst. He's the worst <laughs> accomplice. He like runs away and uh, notices there's like tar marks. Anyway, it doesn't matter. That's no. later, I think. And it's fine because that woman is not in any way observant. Yeah, she no. doesn't seem to care. And then Gus claims to get a call from his cat um, saying that the cat is home now. So. Great. And we're out of this scene. Yeah. Onwards he, and upwards. He leaves. But she also thinks that he looks like Bud from the Cosby show. Yeah. She also brings it up. Yeah, uh, uh, Eden wants Sean to come to the party, but he's got to go to the vigil where uh, he thinks that Dorian's family is with Juliet. And Gus is like, no, the housekeeper just said that the family is at the the cemetery. cemetery." And that's when they realize, like, holy fuck, she's about to get murdered. So they call our dear friend Lassiter, who finally gets to abandon his new partner in the hospital. Yes. And they arrive at the uh, abandoned mental institute. At the exact same moment. Three cars. A uh, green one, a red one, and a blue one. Yes. Gus, what an image. Gus drives the blueberry. Uh, and Gus refuses to go unless Sean agrees to a certain list of rules, right? He will not enter or leave a room first. Right. We he made has a to have deal, a weapon Sean. at all times. He will not investigate any suspicious noises or look for a fuse box. Yep. And yeah, he will not be left alone without a weapon at any time. Of course. Why mess around with the worker bees when you can kill the queen? What are you talking about, Sean? Gus, Alice, she wanted us all at that party, including us, so that she could get Mary Lou by herself. This is Silence of the Lambs, which means we're both Scott Glenn. Okay, Sean, listen to me. If I'm going to go back to that creepy-ass institution that I've been afraid to drive by since I was nine, there's going to be some rules and regulations. Gus, this is no time for funny... Listen, Sean. I will not enter room first. I will not enter room last. I will not investigate any suspicious noises or go looking for a fuse box. And you will not, under any circumstance, leave me by myself without a weapon of some sort. Do you understand and agree to my terms? I'm not prepared to negotiate. Do you understand, Sean? Yes, I do, yes. All right. Let's go help Juliet. Don't leave. Um, and Sean says he's not in the position to negotiate because he wants to go save Juliet, who obviously he loves. We haven't mm-hmm. really talked about the donut, but, like, has anything happened between them? I mean, obviously. Have they not? I mean, obviously he's been in love with her since, like, the first second he saw her in the diner. Obviously. Uh, but she's probably very like, no, this is my job. I'm a professional. You're a scumbag, kind which of. Which we get to see in this episode, which is amazing, is that they they get in in the moment to save her, and she has fucking taken care of it herself. I was really hoping it would yep. go there, and if it didn't, it was like, she's a fucking cop. Yeah. And she would be able to handle this by herself. Yeah. If she, she, like, needs rescuing in this. Fist fights her with, like, an axe. Yes. <laughs> and wins. Yes. yes. The axe looked so fake. <laughs> That's good. But the funny thing is, when they do come in, and Juliet is, like, standing over uh, Alice with the axe, and she's, like, shaking, and uh, Sean's like, you know what, I'm just gonna take that axe from you, like, it's not, you don't seem totally safe right now, and then he cuts himself on it. Yeah. Because he's an idiot. Of course. (laughs) He should never have been trusted with anything. She was way more in control of that axe than he was. Anyway, I just love that. I love that she's the strong one, and he's the idiot, but he means well. Yeah. Yes. They get out of there, have their little heart to heart outside, realize they've left. 
forgot to mention there was a billion, she set up a billion Crazy candles. Oh. Yeah, yeah. A billion candles. And then there were like the nightgown with the tar that she dug out of the pits was like laid out in the middle of a circle. And then there was all these naked Barbies hanging from the ceiling. It was insane. Like upside down. Yeah. They were upside down. Why? Uh, I think those are to represent all the sorority sisters mm-hmm. she's about to murder. Maybe. or it was, Like, it's the level of that craziness compared to, like, what she really was doing didn't seem to match up. No. Like, I don't think we needed like, any of that. No. Why did it need to go up there? She didn't even do anything. There was no ritual. She just attacked her with an axe. Well, she, yeah, she's going to push her out the same window, oh, I think. It was in the same sense. room. Yeah. 413. Again, yeah. once we get to the end, nothing's quite <laughs> adding up. Over-exaggerated. Like, the dress doesn't and mean anything blames... to the person that she's luring. Yeah, it's the Scary Sherry outfit. No, no, I know, but she, yeah, does, she knows I mean. that she's not attached to the crime. Yeah, and Juliet is like, she blames her for, like, everything. Like, yeah. not just the murder, but, like, all sororities. It's like she she's not that high up. She didn't invent the the Greeks. Well, stuff. and she just arrived. Yeah, like she just she got she's there been after there for the like murder. A few days, yeah, it's totally. Crazy, yeah, yeah, and she says she's gonna chop off her head, but it's fine. Uh, and then anyway, Gus gets stuck on the way to save them. And one of the uh, rules is he's not to be left alone without a weapon. But Sean can't get him out, and obviously, you know. Juliet's the priority. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and so he leaves him alone, and yeah, Gus, like, whips off his belt. After they <laughs> subdue Alice, she, like, looks at Sean, because they had talked about Gus earlier, and said, like, what would you do if it was your best friend that got thrown out a window by these, like, assholes? Which <laughs> makes him realize, like, oh, fuck, I forgot him. And Gus is up there, like, literally bawling his eyes out. Just like, whipping at nothing with oh, his belt. Oh, and with his Very eyes sad. closed. He's Very the best sad. actor in the world. Ah, uh, adorable. <laughs> Oh, I love that scene. It's so great. It was really I wrote great. crying real hard. Oh my god. All right, well, I think that's kind of the end. And then it ends on that amazing scene which we already talked about which yeah. when Lassie tries to join the group, which gives us hope for season 2 that maybe he'll get a little further on the inside, you know? If he's lucky. Mhm. All right. Well, I love the show. I hope you guys loved it too. I yeah, lo- I thought it was yeah. great. Really charming. Everyone I like the the relationships on it's great. Don't don't need the mysteries to work out for me to enjoy it. Yeah. It's definitely not that. So the, yeah, the puzzle isn't the reason to watch it for sure. No. But yeah, I will probably watch more just to just to see when they start dating. Good. Oh, yeah, you already know. Reason? Season 5, episode 11. Oh. Was <laughs> no, that? I don't know. Okay. That's, that's not, that's too specific. All right, are you guys ready for your donut quiz? Please. Super ready. Who's going to win the donut this Saskia week? Saskia will. Huh. Alright. Right, Saskia? I already predicted that you would earlier today. Well, I'm going to predict that you will. Number one. What excuse does Sean give to get Gus off work to help with a case in episode three? A. Gus has a very infectious bowel disease and must be quarantined for 24 hours. Nice. B. Gus's cat, Mr. Pickles, was hit by a car and broke his leg. C. Gus is temporarily blind due to botched LASIK surgery. D, Gus's car spontaneously combusted and he has no other means of transport. I have to go with A. A is good. I'm going to go with B. I want to think that they set that up early. It's B. Mm. Piers is right. Point one. Saskia, come on. What? That first one is too good. Mr. Pickles. It's too good. (laughs) I can't eat a donut today. I can't either. Are you joking? It's too bad. Do you honestly think I I haven't even had a donut hole today? There might be one for both of you. Question two Who is Gus and Sean's first paying psych client? 
A, a woman who wants to contact her deceased husband and find out where he hid the money he robbed from a bank. B, a father who wants to know why his son committed suicide on his 21st birthday. C, a mom who wants to find her daughter who ran off to marry her mob boyfriend. Or D, a young man who wants to track down a girl he met in a cafe and thinks is his soulmate. I'm going to go with D. I'm going with A. It's A! Hey! Oh, there you go. Tie game. Oh, Look at that. I got an answer. It's 1-1. One, one. It's like my first right answer in first, like <laughs> episodes, honestly. Question three. Who does Juliet invite to Lassiter's surprise birthday party when she finds their names and contact info in his address book? Yeah, don't ever do that. A, every woman he's ever dated. B, every criminal he's arrested who isn't in prison. C, his friends and family. D, every guy in his class at the police academy who all bullied him. Or E, his mom and all her friends from the retirement home. Oh my god. Wow. All of this is golden. Yeah. I don't story. think he has friends. I would like to see B the most, yeah. the criminals, but I'm going to go with E. As am I. You're going with E? Yeah. It's B. <gasps> every criminal he's arrested, apparently okay. he's, he follows them around. He's like, why would he have them in his address book? That's why, because he follows them around. That's crazy. That's Making so sure they don't do anything bad. Then they're all at his surprise birthday party. Yeah, it's amazing. I did not think that would happen. <laughs> oh, that's a good one. All right. Uh, number four, still tied 1-1. When a famous tennis star goes missing, who do Sean and Gus reveal to be her attacker? A, her stalker who broke into her apartment once before. Too obvious. B, her older brother who thinks he will never get their father's attention until she's gone. C, an unhinged opponent who wants to win it all but can't beat her. Mm. Or D, a crime scene photographer who started dating her after the stalker break-in. I like D. I'm going with D. I'm going with C. Mm, it's D. Uh-oh. Pierce is ahead. One. A and C are like it's, the obvious storyline. A is who they think it is, obviously, right. the whole time. And then they find out, nope, it was the crime scene photographer. The only way it would be one of those guys is if it was a Law & Order story. Where it's the <laughs> first interview. And then they're like, nah, it couldn't be this person. Yeah, go and then they go ways. right back oh, around to him person. again. All right, Saskia, you need to get this right for a tie. Question five, Sean and Juliet go undercover together at what event? A, a New Year's Eve party where they have to kiss at midnight. It's a date. B, a wedding where they share a romantic slow dance to In Your Eyes. Oh. C, yes! a speed dating event where the quiz shows them to be 100% compatible. Oh. Or D, a tech conference where their first kiss is accidentally broadcast to all the attendees, including Lasseter. Oof, do you want to go first, Saskia? I'm going with D. I'm going with... Uh, which one was wedding slow? What was C? C is speed In dating. Eyes, oh, I'm, going, is the wedding. I'm, going, I'm going speed dating. Speed C. dating is the right answer. That's the funniest one. It's the first time it's ever happened in the history of the company that they've gotten, someone's gotten 100%. Oh. And then Juliet so freaked out, Sean pretends that he faked, he copied her answers, but he didn't. That's beautiful. That is beautiful. All right, Piers, you win. But bonus question, what item appears or is mentioned in every episode of Psych? Did you notice? Hmm. Oh, what object? Banana. Is it a common thing or something unique? She was very close. Apple? Oh. 
Donut! No. It's a pineapple. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, guys. Sorry, my guess was going to be onion. There's a pineapple in every episode. (sighs) All right, so because Pierce has won, he gets to choose the donut of his choice. I deserve this. There you go. Oh, my God. What is this powder? Our Barry Berliner or an eggnog... Something. There's no question. All right, he's taking the eggnog. Take the eggnog. Saskia gets the variable liner. I get the sprinkles. Thank oh. you. All right, guys, it's time to pick our next show. Thank you so much. Whose donut is it? Is it Saskia's? Muchas gracias. I think it's back to you now. I think it's. What was the office? One? Yeah, it's me. Right. Yeah. Okay. All right, Saskia. So please pick what a number numbers? between one and three hundred and uh, forty-six. Okay, I'm gonna go with number. Ooh, oh, hold on, that's... I, okay, go I'm going to go with 246. Okay. I'll go with 200. Wow. Okay, let's see what we got. I was going to go with 10 first, but that's very high. 246 is Scooby-Doo Mystery Incorporated. Wow. Ooh. Uh, no. I wouldn't... I mean, it's only two episodes. It's not great. 200 is Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Wow. 1987. Yeah, of course, that's going to be the one. Both of which are, well... That was really random. It's got to be Ninja Turtles, Yeah, it is. Okay, okay. All right, guys. Oh, you were two away from Angel. Oh, not that one. Season 98. She's season one. Uh, all right, tune in next time when we are watching Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. That's actually really exciting. Pretty excited about that as well. Yeah, thank you for I've listening. I've definitely seen it. Please watch Psych because it's a great show and it's not Canadian, but it might as well be. Thanks Yay. for listening, guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.